This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. In order to advance racial equity, there is work for white people and people of color to do together and separately. The Project Sanctus Affinity Groups provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom for brave, vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and registration, visit ProjectSanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Welcome to With Love and Justice for All, the official podcast for Project Sanctus. And I am here with my partner in crime, consciousness, and co-creation Maybe we could even say community since we're talking about safe spaces and community today. I'm Reverend Kelly. This is Reverend Ogan. And we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, what that even means and looks like, and all the ways we can do that, especially in regards to the challenges that come up for spiritual seekers and in spiritual communities. Uh, So before we launch into uh, today's episode, which is called Safe Spaces Part One, The Beloved Community. Um, We want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers here in the United States and those all around the world in Norway, El Salvador, New Zealand, Germany, Brazil, and uh, all places north and south. I don't think we've hit Antarctica yet. Is there Um, anyone in Antarctica? Well, I think there's a few scientists. I just alienated all 15 of them. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, there's probably more than 15, but you never know. And we reached a, uh, I'm told, Robert Ogan, that we have reached a, a benchmark of 2,500 downloads. Woohoo! We chugged along. We chugged yes, along. we are. The little engine that could. Yes. Yep. So thank, to, thank you to all of you who have been listening to help us uh, get, to that, get to that spot. Um, and as always, please remember to tell your friends that, that they, can, they can stream us on any and all of the podcast platforms. If there's one that we're not on, please let us know. We'll figure out how to get there. But we're, we're, we're in all the major ones. You can even tell your smart home devices, like your Alexas and your Google Home, to play us. And it should yeah. work. Yep. It, it, it should work. It does. Um, and you can join in on the conversation with us. We live stream or record in Tuesdays, Fridays, on average, generally, around... We had a whole thing about me getting this time wrong last week. 3 p.m. Eastern. Did I get it right? 3 p.m. Central. 3 p.m. Central. No, that's not right. No, 3 p.m. Eastern. Sorry. See, I actually got it right this time. (laughs) Anyways, uh, if you do want to join in on the conversation, um, you can hit us up on the socials um, or handle Facebook, Instagram, Get Our Holy On. You can call and leave a voicemail, 413-GET-HOLY. That's 413-438-4659 if you don't have letters on your phone. And real briefly, um, we got a couple of events and invitations and opportunities for you to dismantle and decolonize the systems of oppression within you and the world. Uh, Already ongoing is book study, uh, American Detox, the myth of wellness and how we can truly heal. This happens Tuesday nights from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, This is an amazing book by the author, uh, 
uh, Carrie Kelly. She's the author of uh, Citizen Well, C-T-Z-N-W-E-L-L, which you should follow on, on social media. And this book is really about how the wellness industry is actually propping up systems of oppression, and it just needs an overhaul, like most other um, industries out there. Um, so so join that. I think that should be of particular interest to spiritual seekers, because the overlap between spiritual seekers and the wellness folk uh, is almost a complete circle. Almost. Yeah. Um, and, and the overlap between the wellness folks and those on the fringe of like, you know, like the whole COVID debate and vaccinations and all that pretty, pretty, pretty deep overlapping circle as well. So it might be a good idea to, to join in on that. And we're also revisiting the book, Do the Work, an anti-racist activity workbook. We did this once before. It was immensely popular. Folks loved it. We're bringing it back three Saturdays, February 11th, 1825, 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Eastern each time. Um, you can sign up for all these at, at, I almost said Pub Theology. This is the other show. <laughs> with, with love and justice for all.com. No, I just, Project Sanctus. Sorry, Project Sanctus. I'm sorry. I recorded the other <laughs> podcast right before this. And I had a little whiskey and it might still be doing its thing. Oh, um, great. But don't worry. I'm good. <clears throat> ProjectSanctus.com. Uh -huh. And please support our Black-owned bookstore business partner, BlissBooksAndWine.com. And you can buy your books from there. Use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. See, I got through that. I got through that. Mm -hmm. I, I lost my train of thought. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't in the script and I decided... <laughs> In spite of what happened last week, I felt it was something that needed to be said. And there we go. There we go. There's always, always something to be said. <laughs> so, yes, today our discussion around safe spaces and uh, part one is going to be two part. Um, we'll finish. We'll do it again next week or continue next week around beloved community. And this is uh, this is part of our ongoing discussion. We started this last week around. Uh, the honoring of Martin Luther King Jr. and how in many ways, um, or if you didn't hear the episode last week, please go back and listen. Um, in many ways, how his uh, directive, his invitation to us is really sort of being uh, whitewashed, modified. And, um, and we, didn't, we didn't realize, I think for many of us, the, the radical work that he was inviting us into. Um, right. and, and one of those is around creating beloved community, which in a lot of spiritual circles and spiritual spaces, uh, tends to get understood as all are welcome here, which is, yeah. which is kind of really not what that is all about at all. Um, creating right. beloved community isn't just opening up your doors to any and everyone it's a lot of friggin' hard work of deconstructing and decolonizing yourselves as individuals and as a community and it's uncomfortable and it's messy, but it is what we have to do to truly create a safe space. Just saying you are all welcome here does not make your space a safe space. Nope. Not even remotely, not even remotely and safe space. Isn't just, the community it is you the individual are you right. a safe space right and many of us assume that we are and and we're not and how this how how i think we as we were planning this what 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 sort of came up for me personally is um a a, a post i put a, a little while back around um folks coming out to other people whether it's coming out around their their sexual uh orientation or identity or or in my case, how, how they're now doing relationships as non-monogamous people and, and realizing that um, we might not have been safe spaces because of things we've said in the past or people didn't feel like they could trust us to, to you know, let us know who they really were. And, and, and it's not even just that. I mean, all these different different you know facets of our identity is um i mean that that was your post and you know subsequent comments on that is kind of you know and but, i know but, you have wait, more to say about that wait, oh sorry well, i was going to say what what the realization was was after i shared how i do relationships now so many people that i knew then told me oh they did as well which made me realize oh i clearly was not the safe space i thought i was 
uh, yeah. as, as well. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. But, but also different facets of our identity. Yes. Um, so that, you know, that, like, that's one, one element of how I live my life. Right. But there's also, you know, things from our past. It could be something around religion. It could be, um, you know, uh, around body. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's some things that are just kind of taboo. Yeah. Uh, that, and we, because we've been taught to believe that, not even necessarily directly, um, but just we, right? That's our American culture, yeah. <laughs> our white body supremacy culture. Like here's yeah. anything outside this heteronormative, white, you know, thin body, Christian, you know, all these things, all these elements of identity, anything outside that is like, well, can I talk about that here? Culture, culture is such a powerful and subtle teacher. Yes. Right. No one sits you down and says, right. you know, non-monogamy is wrong, but but trust me, we get the message. Well, <laughs> no yeah. One, you know, no one sits you down and says, uh, you know, here's I mean, some some parents do, but but um it's it's we 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 get the message. The message is sent, the message is reinforced. And and for many of us, we're not even aware of what we truly believe until we go looking for yeah. what's under the belief. How did we even right. get here? Why do I be, like how many of us, you know, really sit down and go like, why do I believe what I believe? You know, um, I had so. to learn that I had to learn to do that. And I, you know, when I got clean, I, I was fortunate to have a sponsor and and then my uh Another part, my beloved Frank, you know, were they were of that ilk. So mm -hmm. I was fortunate to have someone that was <laughs> constantly that, you know, the inquiry thing. And yeah. I'm laughing because I can't tell you how many moments I'm like, oh my God, Frank, just stop. I, like, just. <laughs> I know. Can't my... you just leave well enough alone? I don't care if it's good or bad or evil or whatever. No my, more self-reflecting. <laughs> my my friends are starting to say that about me. They're like, why is every conversation with you like a goddamn therapy session? <laughs> Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? I know. I'm like, I got it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make it that way, but, but yes, we are. <laughs> well, no, no. Well, I guess I am. Yeah. But, well, but, it's not about trying. It's that this is where we are. You want love, justice, and liberation for all. Yes. Guess how you do it. It is. It is. It is how you do it. And even on on an individual, interpersonal level, I'm not, I'm not trying to do therapy with you, but. But I'm I'm sitting here going like, you know, you realize you're making a really interesting, fascinating, unconscious decision here. Like, yeah. are you aware of what and and what what I love or people, oh yeah, I I know this is a bad decision. I'm making it anyways. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you well, know, you, you, you do you, but even even that in of itself prompts the question, like, what's the rationale? behind not wanting to make another choice right what's yeah. what's what's the fear underneath there of what might this cost me what might i lose how much or how much worse do i imagine it might feel if i make a quote-unquote good choice versus a bad choice and again I, i'm not trying to label the choices good or bad it's that it's that is it going to give you what you ultimately say you believe you want yeah it's what's meaningful that. for your life right 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 and it's um, the other, you know, connecting it to last week and then the week before when we were talking about healing is that, um, you know, no, I'm not trying to make it a therapy session. And just FYI, spoiler alert, as you listen today, you may feel like you're in a therapy session because we're going to do a little inquiry just, and ask just a few today. questions. Just yeah, today. I know. Well, just in case, in case you hadn't noticed, in case you're new. This, um, way, but, this is why we had... 2,500 downloads and not 6,000 because people will be like, oh, listening to these two, I can't. I'm already, I'm already in therapy. <laughs> right, right. Yes. <laughs> so, but, but it also points to, and I think it came up in the healing episode a couple of episodes back around trustworthiness, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm unwilling to, you know, if I'm in a conversation with you and I'm starting to think, oh my God, it's like a therapy session, right? Or I'm feeling un enough discomfort um, and I'm and I'm willing to avoid the discomfort, then what you're telling me is around the safe space, it, it not only are you potentially not a safe space, you know, a place where I can bring all of me, 
but it's about the safe thing is also the trusting. Yeah. Um, and so then it becomes, and I said it then is that, you know, so if I'm, I'm, so I've discovered some things that I, you know, some people in my life, it's not okay to bring to the table. So you, what you're telling me is the degree to which I can trust you. Um, and then I have to take that on and be with someone else that maybe I'm having an experience of discomfort and I don't know what, you know, I don't agree with the life they're living or whatever. So how trustworthy am I? Right. It's a, it's a, it's not just a, a one directional. Yeah. 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 So, so that being said now, then let's talk about, let's talk about our trustworthiness and us being beloved community, both as individual and as a group. What, when, when, when Dr. King spoke of beloved community, like I said uh, a little bit before, um, it wasn't just about a welcome in space and, and in, and in many churches, spiritual communities, um, there, uh, there's the assumption that if we welcome all in, it automatically makes it a safe space, which is which is not the case. No, um, in fact, it could be the complete opposite. It's 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 often the complete opposite, because what what most communities are unintentionally saying is, you're welcome here. And we will do what we can to make it a safe space for our comfort. Right. Um, and who you are. So, so for example, um, you know, back to, back to me realizing that in, in, in that one context around folks, you know, sharing with me um, their relationship um, patterns or rather they, them being non-monogamous to, you know, in, in different ways, um, you know, I've had folks reply to me, yes, we, we've known people who, when the community found out they were non-monogamous, basically shunned them. There wasn't the, you need to leave, but there was, you know, we, we send, we know how to send the message of you don't belong yeah. here without saying out loud, you don't belong here. Right. So, yep. so folks, some folks may be like, well, were they asked to leave? Then no, then they were welcome. Nope. Not, not the same thing. We, we we know how to let people know. Um, so so yeah, when when it when it when it comes to something again that's people live it in a way that's not been normalized or or an accepted norm, and it makes us very uncomfortable, then suddenly they're not as welcome. And in all the ways we let them know overtly or covertly, we make it an unsafe space for them, a potentially dangerous space for them, an unwelcome space for them. We were, when Kelly and I were planning this episode, uh, I, I was like, what's the opposite of safe? Like, like, what do, what do we, what do we call a place that's not safe? And we actually had to like, look it up. We were like, we were like unsafe, dangerous, harmful. But the one that I think that, that we, that really I think resonated for the context of discussion was you've turned it into a dehumanizing space because mm -hmm. you said that who you are does not belong here. And, and basically when we say to a person, what you do or how you live doesn't belong here. We're also saying who you are doesn't belong here. Now, of course we make the caveat for someone who is explicitly doing harm to others Mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about here. Uh, we are we are talking about folks for who they are is not causing explicit or even implicit harm to others. Yet it's not comfortable for our normed sensibilities, and therefore we again consciously and or unconsciously send the message that they are not accepted. Well, you know, I. I, I... I'm thinking about two two experiences that I've had around being overweight, fat shaming, and um, that's that's one of those that largely is not welcome um, in spiritual communities. And I think people would be surprised to hear that. And well, I'll say new thought spiritual communities. And the reason that I say that is one, two specific experiences of my own of and it came from so i wasn't even at a seminary yet 
and I don't know why I didn't walk away after this, but I was um, uh, told we, that, we, we oh, are relentlessly stubborn people, aren't we? You know, fuck. you know, it is. It's it's hope. Hope fucking kills us because we're like, we're like, we, we will be the change. <laughs> we, yeah. Well, we, we're not yet. We're, we're going to stay and we're going to change the system. We're all optimistic and shit. And then we get. Yeah. <laughs> so throughout the three years, you have these, um, you know, reviews, these interviews to just see how you're coming along in your, you know, you're developing ministerial skills and your, you know, emotional development and spiritual development. And I had partway through halfway through one of these interviews where I was asked to take a look at my spiritual practices because I was overweight. And um, so, so, so look, take a look at your spiritual practices because you were yeah. overweight. Right. How, how, how were the. So the, if was, I was, was, if I was living unity truth principles, I wouldn't be overweight. Because why like i'm i'm like legitimately kind of typified here well if you if you're living unity truth principles then you're healthy body mind and spirit and healthy oh, okay. body means thin ah uh, okay gotcha 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 it's All a right. it's a very dangerous cruel mean-spirited uh uh way to spiritual way to fat shame someone right right the other one was after I had graduated and I was well, actually, hold on, hold on. So, yeah. so, so, so to, to, to kind of add on to that is, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the book American Detox. And one of the, one of the things that's also perpetuated is that um, um, healthy healthiness stops at a certain weight. Right. So yeah. um, you can, if you weigh a certain amount, there's no possible way that you don't have heart disease, you don't have diabetes, you don't have a whole string of illnesses because clearly look at you. And again, none of that true, you know, as, as, a, as a person who by all appearances looks healthy, yeah, high blood pressure. And, you know, given, given how rampant type two diabetes runs in my family, would it be surprised if all of a sudden one day am um you know and, and i have none of those and you have none of those my cholesterol is fine my blood pressure oh yeah fine. i got high I'm cholesterol diabetic. I forgot about that yeah i'm not diabetic right it doesn't it and it doesn't yeah so they're not necessarily go together yeah. the second time i had already graduated i was actually training the ministers who do the interviews for the ministerial students like I had gotten to a point and I was teaching them about spiritual intelligence. And I had one of the ministers come up to me afterwards, literally his words, I have no business being at the front of the room teaching about spiritual intelligence and unity principles and being as overweight as I am. Wow. Verbatim. Wow. Yes. And I still stayed. I Wow. I'm not even aware that you still staying. I'm, I'm just like... I am. Yeah, I got nothing. First, sorry that happened to you. That that is beyond perpetuating harm. That is mm -hmm. that is insane. Yeah, that is insane. So this is the Oof. consciousness, though, Oof. the un right that that just and like. I, and I know this happened years ago, but now I'm getting pissed off. Like I, I'm legit. <laughs> well, getting I can angry. feel it too. As as it as I'm talking about it. Oh my I god. Can, Oh, I mean, I've worked, oh. I, it took me a while to work through it. And, um, you know, even right now, there's a little tears coming. And, um, mm. you know, it, the, and mostly that's not about me. Mostly that's about that goes on in all of our. Yeah. In all of our spiritual communities. And I guarantee you someone's going to listen and go, well, not mine. And I'm going to say, fucking A, it does. And let me show you how and where. The same thing with what you're talking about, the non-ethical um, non-monogamy and polyamory, yeah. you know, how we do relationship. I guarantee you it's not a safe space for something outside the box of, and, of what is the perfect expression of the Christ. Right. And that's a that's a fascinating, like simply rewording of, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the midst of writing a post about this, about, um, you know, 
over it's only within the last seven years as in when uh, you know starting with jennifer's death my my wife and 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 having to deal with the immense grief of like almost uh every year another person in my life dying yeah i mean you know as recently as my uh father um, around um but nine months ago uh maybe yeah. but but the uh I remember the first lesson around not honoring my body came from the church going up in a very like evangelical space, which told me my body was not mine. My body was a vessel or a temple for Christ. Mm. And, and there, there was, there was the message of I needed to take care of it, but for God and and not for myself not for learning how to listen to my body not for learning how to 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 be at one with my body uh the the body the body was like an apartment on lease right Right. that was that was the messaging that i got and 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 all new thought all the message that you received is simply a repackaging of that yes you know and and talk about talk about removing bodily autonomy. Talk about removing uh, a true sense of connection and ownership of yep. of your body of your body space. Oh, yeah. Not a, not a uh, not a safe space, and we're not even aware of all of this unconscious um, messaging and communication of your lips may be saying welcoming, open, accepting, all those nice buzzwords, but the communication that comes in under it is is the exact opposite, is not, is the yeah. dehumanizing. Um, yes. The antichrist of a beloved community. <laughs> nice, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I, I, so I've, passionate about the beloved community and what that really means and and what um uh like like get it out of the head um and move it into what you're doing and it's and not not even just what you're doing like so mlk day has become this day of service but not even that but but being what um uh bernice king Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, you know, talks about the inconvenient king, right? So a beloved community is inconvenient. So it's inconvenient for me to call you out on your fat shaming. It's inconvenient for someone, for you, Ogan, to to post things, you know, about polyamory and to to make the space for others to go, oh, wait, I'm not alone, and bring the conversation into the spiritual communities. It's inconvenient because it is um, it's about transforming unjust systems. And for most part, people just don't, they don't, it's inconvenient and uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, why, are you ta- why, and, why are you talking about these things? You're making us look bad. You're making us feel right. bad. Yeah. Um, and, and you really want to live, you know, you really want to create a beloved community, then get out of your head and get into um, being inconvenienced. We love to quote Martin Luther King Jr. We love it. We love to quote him because it's convenient. Um, but we have to move from the well, the some, quote of, things. Some, some of his quotes are convenient. <laughs> well, yes, but I, so I'm talking about, so let me just say mostly, you know, white body supremacy, mm-hmm. um, you know, the cultural norms that we live in, the patriarchy, right? We love to quote things about, you know, um, light drives out darkness, you know, only or, or love, whatever it is, but it's easy to say it's quotable. It makes you feel good, but it doesn't challenge you, you know. King was a prophet and a prophetic word is inconvenient because it challenges you. It challenges us. But but here's the thing that quote about light driving out darkness, that could be an inconvenient quote if we were willing to embrace our darkness. (laughs) Right. If we were willing to embrace like, you know, you know, we we are our work is centered around anti-racism 
if we are willing to embrace the message that we all prop up systems of oppression because it's all we've been enculturated to do and we have to take a look at how we're doing it, if we're willing to embrace that, you know, that darkness within us, and then yes, we can do the work of, of driving that out of us. But some of us aren't even willing to look at that, to embrace that, to acknowledge that as as a truth so we're we're not willing to entertain our own darkness uh right. to shine a light on our own darkness so so i would say yeah you use that quote but understand that that quote is also a call to action um, right. as the individual and the community are you willing to look in the dark corners of your spiritual community are you willing to shine a light on how you have not made your spiritual communities, your homes, your workplaces, how you've not made them safe spaces, true spaces of, of belonging. And, and yes, it's challenging work. And yes, it's messy work. And yes, it's uncomfortable work. But you know what I like to say about uh, comfort zones? Nice places nothing to grows live, there. but nothing ever grows there. So. Nope. So are you so then it leads to the to the to the deeper question, are we truly are we truly an individual and a community that wants the growth we say we want? I don't mean growth in numbers. I mean, the the, the inner evolution, uh, the revolution. Do we do we want that? Do we want the transformation or we just say we do or we just want it as long as it's comfortable? Well, you know what my answer is. Yeah, I don't know and, if that was a rhetorical question, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's not, it's, it's rhetorical for us, not, not, not for anyone else listening. No. And, I, and, I, and to be clear, and to be clear, and to be clear, like, I will always admit when I was also the perpetrator of the message sure. of, you know, yeah, I want the transformation as long as it's not uncomfortable. I want the transformation right. as long as I'm not challenged to, to take a look at my own darkness. So yeah, I was there. I get it. I understand. And, and trust me, there, there are days, days I wake up and I go like, okay, let today not be the day that I have to try and like deconstruct something within me. Like I could, I could do, I could do with a day off, but. Yeah. And how's that going? <laughs> well, no one's told life yet. Life didn't get the fucking memo. <laughs> so no, pretty much every well, day and, something's you know, happening. <laughs> so you might want to deconstruct that thinking that there's actually a memo circulating. Touche, touche. So the beloved community is is something that is uncomfortable. That's something that's really hard. You know, it's it's moving. Yesterday, I was listening to Bernice King. She was at Ebenezer Baptist Church um, um, for you know to honor and and celebrate the day. Um, I don't I, I don't know if it was celebrates even the right word, but she used the word celebrate. But she, she one of the things she says is she said that in she's inspired by him. Well, it's her, you know, and lots of us are inspired by him and we choose to celebrate it. But she said, I'm also exhausted. I'm exhausted. She said, I'm exasperated and frankly disappointed that after all these years, we have seen minimal progress in eradicating what King called the triple evils, poverty, racism and militarism. So I, you know, and, and, you know, there's a whole lot more to how he defines, you know, what he says about those, but, but my, so I, when I think about that, about poverty, racism, militarism, and, um, you know, and militarism, she, he's really talking about war, domestic violence, rape, human trafficking, drugs, child abuse, that's, it's not just army, you know, when he says militarism, Um, but a, but a, a true revolution um, uh, you know, uh, within, you know, it's a true revolution within that is willing to, um, to not, um, that it's, you know, asking us, what are we doing to deconstruct the system of, that allows for domestic violence, that allows for human trafficking, that allows for violent crime, that, you know, the police, you know, would fall under the militarism. So, I, my, what I come back to is that, and why I would say that most spiritual communities and particularly, I'll say unity, um, like I see periodically a program or a class or a Sunday talk series on building the beloved community, but I don't see anything in there that's addressing poverty, racism, or militarism. So 
you know. So we're basically we're we're building a welcoming community, not necessarily a beloved community. Maybe. Let's let's call it what it is. Yeah. You know. Um, you're willing to quote King and you're willing to do the nice things, but um have refused to live a 360 King. That's a beloved community is living king 360 360 day 365 or 360 degrees all over or to live king 365 days a year like every day um and that's where i get where i come come bump up against okay just one day can i get a break one day you know that's why i like days. the 360 oh. days let's go for 360 days that gives yeah. us, you know just gives us five <laughs> days off i'm not mad at five days well it's also <laughs> oh. you know the thing about it is you know, and we talk about it, a rest, you know, yeah. rest, restore, repair, resist. Yes. Um, not so it's not um it's not about, you know, moving from convenient quotable king to inconvenient king and you know, living the inconvenient king, uh really embodying his you know, the six principles of nonviolence, um, doesn't mean there isn't rest. Right, right. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a competition to no. exhaust each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is, it is no. tiring work, but that's not the point. No. The point, the point is to get to the place where we don't have to work this hard. Yeah. Well, so I, I and I think that's, so the safe space for me is, is not conflict free. No. Um, and it's a space that is um while it's not conflict free it's a place that we learn to work through it yes to be with the conflict which was you know um part of his philosophy of nonviolence it's not that um it's a you know nonviolence is for courageous people you know right. um and that it's a it's a and it's aggressive in terms of spiritually mentally and emotionally like we know that it's, mm -hmm. that it's aggressive in terms of um you know there's no it, it's it's always there you know poverty racism militarism is the triple evils he talked about but those are those are what we're dismantling and finding within ourselves um to heal finding the how we perpetuate those things within ourselves and that's aggressive spiritually mentally and emotionally it isn't even um necessarily you know activism and and to 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 follow up on the there's all there needs to be rest as well there also needs to be joy um, yeah you know this is this is not this is not just a, a labor in it's not just a labor invitation it's an it's an invitation in into authentic unbridled joy as well because that that's part of our our restoration part of our repair part of our part of our wholeness part of our um um connection to who we who we really are if we can find the authentic joy filled things to do places to be activities to engage in um and 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 find our joy outside of those uh systems of a of oppression as as well so so part part of beloved community as individuals is yes devote designate and devote time for rest for seeking joy and pleasure for seeking the 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 places that are unsafe within us and within our community and working to dismantle those and having the uncomfortable conversations it's it's all the above but but for you know, for many of us, we tend to focus maybe just on on the pleasure or what feels nice, um, and and what and heaven forbid again we and and I just I actually just said this on the previous uh, you know I was recording pub theology earlier today that what what unfortunately happens and this is a this is again you know God bless capitalism this is the if if we make people too uncomfortable they will leave they will take their mm -hmm. money we can't pay the bills and so suddenly without knowing it your motivation how you do things becomes money driven right and it's yep. not and it's not the overt fundraising money drivenness that's visible it's the invisible uh we 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 need their money so right. let's 
keep it comfortable. Yep. You know, and I don't, and it. I think only within the last few years, I'll say this, I think, I'll say this for myself too, only within the last few years has there been a the beginning to embrace and speak publicly about discomfort being part of the process. And, yeah. and I know that in unity, we have this, we got this whole like uh, chemicalization idea, right? This idea that, that we lay hold of a new teaching and it, it butts up against the old beliefs and it's uncomfortable within us. And it's, it's, it amazes me that we have that teaching right. that, that, that tells us discomfort is part of the growth. <laughs> right. 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 But then when it happens in the space around us, we're like, whoa. Right. What are we doing wrong? Quick, let's go to prayer. Right. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And, 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 and we gonna we gonna lose money if we keep talking like that and all those sort yeah. of things. So, yeah. So, so, you know, and, and I know you, I know you've talked about this, about, about, are we, about, are we truly following our teachings? Cause it's not that we're saying that unity teachings don't hold up or don't, don't have a place or, or we're not, we're not saying that it's, it's no, it's, what is the running joke? Um, was it the Dalai Lama? No, it was some, some person. I think it was a Muslim person actually who said, I got no problem with Christians. I just wish I'd actually meet one. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. You remember this, right? <laughs> like someone who's actually living out yeah. the, the, the cradle of Jesus. Right. right. So, so it's sort of like that. We have these unity teachings and, but we're, but we're, we're bypassing them. We're not, we're not actually living them. And that chemicalization is, is one of them that <laughs> there, there, it's going to be discomfort and that's part of the process. Right. Yeah. I don't, um, yeah, I don't even know. It's just, it's so, uh, uh, it's just so counterintuitive. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's just so, it just, it's, there's such a dissonance for me. I, I don't, you know, you give lip service to something, but then you turn around and not so much. So I don't, um, yeah. But I have to, you know, I got to turn and point the finger back at myself, right? Well, that, that's, that's the word. <laughs> That, I know. That's that I'm, is, I'm busy that is being annoyed at others. Like, what are you doing? You know. Um, well, I mean, take the five minutes to be annoyed. I mean, yeah. Sometimes that being annoyed at others feels really good. So you know, and I, I, it's, um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it does. <sighs> and I'm not. It's annoyed isn't even the right word. It's don't we it's teach really, both ends? Don't we teach both ends? Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, it's then. it's the uh, it's disheartening. It is. It, it's, it, it's it, that's it, a better it word because um, really uh, um, they're just you know even you know I got someone sent me um, the other day a, a post you know from Facebook that that it was someone who was doing a uh, a book study around white fragility and mm -hmm. um and this was so it was two years ago, so I don't know where the where the, the person's at right now, um, but it was so there's this church community doing a book study on Robin D'Angelo's white fragility. And there was one black person in the group and eventually the minister asked the black person to leave the group because they were disruptive. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, and I don't. I have moments where I don't know what to do with that. And, and I want to lash out and say, yeah. you don't, you know, and then, in, and then at the same time, talk about, you know, love and freedom and everybody's welcome. And I'm like, no, they're not. So, so to be fair, we don't know the details around that. And, right. but, and, but, and, and if you are, and chances are, if you are running a group around white fragility and you ask the black person to leave, I mean, that says everything right there. Well, it does. And I would even go so far as to say, you know, if you haven't asked them to leave, but you find them annoying right. or disruptive, yes, then uh, I'm sorry, your whiteness yes. is showing. It, it, it is. And, and, and unless that person was, was, I would say, threatening harm to someone, then yeah you weren't you weren't equipped you weren't equipped 
to receive the depth of emotion and hurt that they were going through from their lived experience of a black person. And that's part of the, that's part of the, the learning curve. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta realize that regardless of, and this is the thing, this is the thing that I've, I've, I've um, experienced with not all, but some people of color in new thought spiritual circles is that for decades, there's been the doing their best to, to accept, accept the message, the teachings um but not but then the teachings not addressing the the pain of 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 living in a society that's that's built not to honor who they are and not really not really doing anything with that hurt and that hurt is still there and that hurt accumulated because there wasn't a place to put that hurt and then finally when communities you know predominantly white spiritual communities were like oh we should actually be talking about this now all all those years of hurt just suddenly come spewing out right and unfortunately what happens then is that it reinforces the white narrative around the angry black person right you know and it's like oh this is why we this is why we don't do these things because it just makes right. people angry it didn't make someone angry they've been angry this whole time yes and if you were a safe space that would be okay <laughs> it would be okay you if would you were, welcome it you would welcome it if you were a safe space they would have been able to express their anger along the way all the time even if they didn't when it finally comes up you're absolutely right if you were a safe space they would have that you you would you would be okay you'd be like oh good let's 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 get this out let's and let's see where we've been complicit in not uh allowing you to be in a space of expressing the anger before let's not be afraid of your anger and let's not again attach negative stereotypes to your anger right you know you know one of one of the things that um what makes a for me a safe space and you know this beloved community is that um uh that we have we i i believe that we actually have the um the techniques we have we know how to rid i mean and when i say no it may not be every person you know exactly the same but we we know how to dismantle systems of oppression and policy we know how to mm-hmm. in large part but what martin luther king questioned was if we had the will there it is and i don't i don't know that i believe we have the will to create what he called the beloved community well within... we have we haven't found we haven't found it yet i'm i'm going to re- i'm going to remain hopeful we haven't we haven't found it yet or or i would say i would say there is there's the beginning of an openness to finding ourselves willing but then we get back into the you know it's too uncomfortable it's too hard yeah. what do i yeah. have to give up to make this happen what will i lose all that sort of stuff so it's like again that three steps forward two and a half steps back <laughs> sort of sort of sort of deal but but you know the fact that uh, it's here here's what it is and here's here's my thing uh, uh it's going too damn slow for me yeah too damn slow and I have to realize that it's an invitation for me to be patient, right? That 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 we we're we're looking at communities in whom, you know, again, we, we are a movement that's mostly white bodies who have never said, who've never had a a, a conversation, uh, a, an inward look at their own um, internalized racism but for the last two years. And as we know, our unity population tends to skew older. So we've had a lot of people running around for a lot of years saying they're not racist, as opposed to being anti-racist, right? So, so, so. Yes, yes. So the fact, so the fact, the fact that 
there's even the beginning of the glimmers of an openness to have a conversation. The fact that when we show up at, at, at regional workshops or regional conventions and, and, and people attend our, our workshops and, and, and ask questions and, 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 you know, the, not, not, not then that they go out and make any wholesale changes, but, but, but where, where my hope resides is that for some folks, there's the beginning of the willingness to even entertain the conversation. And yeah. I have to realize that that's given, given all the years of what came before, I have to accept that one small step at the beginning of the journey of a thousand miles and realize that I might only be around for them to get to step number 25 if that much. Yeah. And I get to be, I get to be patient and it's bugging me the, 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 because it's, it's right there. It's, it's so obvious. Um, you know, I just want to like throttle them and go, be brave, be brave. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's my it's okay. work. It's okay to be inconvenienced. It is okay. It is okay. It, and, it, and, everybody wins. That's yes. what, you know, Yes, Your good that, doesn't take away from my good. Exactly, exactly. And perhaps that's my frustration that there isn't the, there isn't the aha moment around that. You know. Well, I, I, I just, you know, for all the conversation around, you know, raising consciousness, shifting consciousness, you know, however you want to word that, um, I, I just, I, I, so several days ago, I was in a conversation with someone, spiritual leader, and. You know, they're creating this, they have this program, you know, uh, creating the beloved community. And so people are supposed to join for nine months or a year or whatever. And there's all this, um, whatever, you know, the content of it is to create the mm -hmm. beloved community where I get really challenged and impatient and confused is that there's nothing in there about poverty, racism, militarism. Yeah, um, there's uh, nothing uh. in there in the program that um you know you want to shift consciousness and yet in my conversation with this person they never even heard the word decolonize before yeah yeah i know i know uh, and but... i know i'm whining and i <laughs> i just but it's disheartening and it's not i don't i'm like if this is not helpful this is you know this is the professional educator in you realizing that i know that that you know if you're gonna teach a thing learn a thing right yeah so yeah. so yeah um and and unfortunately sometimes we don't know what we don't know but but again to that that's not an excuse if we if we're gonna teach about something let's make sure we take the initiative to go learn about it because we don't know what we don't know um yeah. so there's so there's there's that so yeah just, so i'm listening so, to someone describe well this is what i've realized and, and right. i'm like yes that's called white body supremacy culture you're yes, talking about yes. a colonized yeah. mind and blah 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 yeah. and, um as we as they say in the south bless their hearts um so i know i know people like a lot of like how to so yeah all what you're saying sounds great how how do we make a place a safe space um if first stepping point i would say is one acknowledge that your space isn't as safe as you think it is right and two, ask the people in your community which means right. that yeah you actually gotta name some things and reach out to some people you know ask people hey are they are there non-monogamous folks here are there trans folks here are they fill in the blank folks here uh, tell us about if you feel safe oh by the way if you're gonna ask and do a survey yes make it anonymous <laughs> because don't assume that just because you're asking people are going to feel safe right some people might feel it's an effort to out them so so make it anonymous but ask you know do you feel safe to let us know who you really are what yeah. are you afraid might happen if you do how right. can we help you feel safe don't assume you know ask them right because assuming you know that's that's paternalism like we we know how to make it safe for them. No, you don't. Right. You know, invite them into into whatever planning team committee, whatever you know, you know, however your church is organized, your spiritual community is organized, your place is organized. Uh, whoever makes decisions around that, um, invite invite some folks. And if they don't want to join you, and in, invite their feedback and listen to their feedback. 
listen to their feedback. Yeah. You know, um, and go and, don't do it yourself. Go find yes. people who know who are trained who yes. facilitate these kind of conversations. Yes. Get over yourself. You know, get over your uh, you just put on your big girl panties, get over your, I got to do it and go find uh, the person to help not, facilitate. Not just, not just get over the, I have to do it, get over the, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a, which leads to, I have to do it. <laughs> You're not true. the savior. <laughs> ah, so, so those are, those are, those are some good, those are some good, good starting places. Uh, go read, go educate yes. yourself uh and 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 yes learn 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 some things i i remember uh, a mutual minister friend of ours um telling me uh yeah when you post about things like decolonize people don't know what that means so don't use that word go, first of all go look it up right i know you know go. i know if you don't know what a word means go look it up but it's important that you know what it means and yeah i'm not uh, I'm going to trust you are an adult learner. Go, go look some words up uh, and be okay and be okay with that. And if you don't know, it's about time that, you know, this part of the issue, like we don't, we don't, sometimes we have an aversion to learning a new thing. Um, no. But anyways, all oh, right. And it's, and it's putting the, it's putting the labor outside of you and the labor is your labor to do. There's that as well. There's that as, as well. Um, all right. So I think we've kvetched enough. I mean, I think we've, <laughs> yes, we've kvetched we've, enough. We've, we've explored the first part of this topic enough for one day. <laughs> the beloved community sounds so nice as it rolls off the tongue. Yes, it does. And what, what we need to realize, including me every day, the beloved community is, is, uh, always evolving and always emerging and it has to be through being inconvenienced yeah it's not an endpoint it's a process no. yes it is a process with with no endpoint um so next week we will continue this conversation not our next episode our next episode will be our usual uh, headlines episode uh, but next uh, monday or tuesday we will be um um, we will be dropping a new episode, the part two of this, and we may we may have some guests that because uh, like like we say, uh, go talk go talk to people who know. We may have some guests who who um, let's just say have experience walking through not necessarily feeling safe in yeah. in spiritual communities and willing to share their experience and and what they do now to to help create um, safer communities in what they do and who they are. So. Uh, please um, listen to listen to last week's episode. Uh, Re-listen to this one if you need to, and then make sure you hit us up next week. We would appreciate also any questions that you have that we can um, address next week as well. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Um, tell your friends where to find us on all the podcast platforms like Spotify, uh, Apple, Google Podcasts uh amazon music uh iheart radio please rate us on those platforms give us all the stars or all the thumbs ups or whatever whatever hearts hearts rating device Smiley. that those platforms use um tell your friends who don't know what podcasts are that they can still listen to us on the old-fashioned interwebs head over to with love and justice for all dot podbean uh, dot com and i think that's it. Hit up projectsanctus.com for um, the schedule of our invitations and our events and to make some donations to keep this train running. Thank you in advance for saying yes to being part of the process of creating beloved community. So until we meet again. Let's get our holy on. Board.